in the future of radio. Hey, I'm your host, Brother Michael M. Hotep. Today is Sunday, April 29th, 2018, and we are live tonight. We have a lot to talk about, a lot going on in the news. Uh, it's been a very, very busy week, and, um, you know, I have some topics to discuss tonight, as always, and then I just added another one because there's so much going on. If you've been following me on our Facebook fan page, The African History Network, The African History Network, you know I've been doing some Facebook Live broadcasts, so uh, check those out at our fan page, uh, The African History Network, and we're broadcasting right now on Facebook as well. So uh, share that, those watching, share this broadcast on your own Facebook page. And invite your friends to tune in as well. Well, look, uh, on tonight's show, you know, we, we're going to talk, uh, we'll talk a little bit about Bill Cosby. We know that Bill Cosby was found guilty, three counts of sexual assault this past Thursday, right? That was a shocker. I did a Facebook Live broadcast done with that, put that on our YouTube channel uh, as well. And then, uh, so you, you have that taking place and you have fallout from that and discussions, etc. We know that Bounce TV removed uh, the Cosby Show from their lineup. I know on Comcast Xfinity, on the On Demand, uh, um, TV One removed uh, the Cosby Show from their lineup as well. Uh, so it, it also seems like there's an attempt to just eradicate his legacy. You know, it, it, it seems like this is going beyond, uh, I mean, you've had other people convicted of crimes and things like this, but it, 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 we didn't see just a vilification just trying to eradicate, erase uh, their history as well, erase their legacy also. Okay, so we'll talk some about that. Then uh, we have a story from uh, NewsOne.com as well as Afro.com, and people are asking the question, well, uh, because of the... Uh, there was a New York Times uh, article dealing with uh, some secret audio of a meeting with NFL team owners. And they're asking the question now, uh, does Colin Kaepernick have uh, proof that these teams were colluding against him and not hiring him, keeping him out uh, of the NFL because he led the protests and taking a knee against the oppression of African Americans and people of color by protesting the national anthem? NFL teams have signed at least 50 quarterbacks since Kaepernick became a free agent. So people are asking this question, well, because of these secret recordings now, does Kaepernick have evidence of collusion? But Donald Trump would probably say, no collusion, no collusion. There was no collusion. That's probably what Donald Trump would say, why he calls them SOBs, right? So, and then also, you know, last week, I, I did not get a chance to get to the story. We're definitely going to get to it this week. There's just so much going on, and we have callers and things like this, and I love the callers, not beating up on the callers. But uh, uh, we have to talk about this. Huffington Post Black Voices had an article from a couple weeks ago. Black students marched against gun violence in Florida, but you likely did not hear about it. Black students marched against gun violence in Florida, but you likely did not hear about it. And uh, Fox News probably did not cover this because Fox News won't cover things like that, right? If African Americans are burning something down or blowing something up, Fox News will be the first ones to cover it and say, why are they acting this way? But when you have African Americans... Uh, African-American youth who come out without white youth telling them what to do or without white youth leading it, when they come out and they want to march against gun violence, then Fox News, the Fox News Network, right, they won't cover it. And then they say, why don't you people protest when black people kill other black people? We do. You just don't cover it. That's why. 
okay? And then when we look at Starbucks, we have an update on what's going on with Starbucks, right? Um, the ADL, Anti-Defamation League, that we talked about last week, we talked about uh, how you have different entities involved in putting together this implicit bias training. Well, the ADL is being reported will no longer co-lead Starbucks diversity training. We're going to talk about that, what's behind that. This past Thursday on CNBC, CEO of Starbucks, Kevin Ross, was on CNBC, that's NBC's business channel, CNBC, and he said that the uh, incident with the arrest of two African-American men that took place Thursday, April 12th, has not negatively impacted Starbucks' uh, revenue. It has not impacted their bottom line. So you have African-Americans saying that we should boycott, some are boycotting. I already told you, I don't go to Starbucks, really. I don't spend any money with Starbucks. I'm not going to, right? So we'll talk a little bit about this, what Kevin Ross, CEO Kevin Ross said on, on CNBC. And then there was an article from AtlantaBlackStar.com that talked about how um, the hashtag replace Starbucks movement is gaining traction and you have some African-American owned coffee shops nationwide who have seen a spike in business. Okay, so we'll talk some about that as well. That's extremely important, redirecting dollars to African-American owned businesses. All right, and then um, uh, I think, I can't remember last week, did we talk about this story last week? New York City removed statue honoring 19th century surgeon J. Marion Sims, who experimented on enslaved African women. Can't remember if I talked about that or not last week. So much going on. Uh, but uh, if I didn't, we'll talk about that briefly. That's extremely important. That was the Black Youth Project 100 that uh, led that initiative, okay? So it's extremely important to uh, talk about what happened uh, with that initiative. All right, and then, um, what was this, Friday, I think it was Friday, on MSNBC, I was watching Delshian Rule, and who came on? My man Roland Martin. And they did a segment calling out Trump on his lies about the African-American unemployment rate. That's why I, I said that, his lies about the African-American unemployment rate. And they did a fact check on him because he lies every day. He averages about 5.5, 5.6 lies per day. And that's the reporting, the fact checking from the Washington Post. Uh, for fact's sakes, Trump's policies do little to affect African Americans. And we're going to talk about this and, and deal with the African American unemployment rate. So we'll get, we'll get to that segment as well. That's from Velshi and Rue. I told I sent Roland a text message. I said, man, you hit a grand slam home run with that. Uh, with that segment that you did, okay, because uh, they really exposed um, the lies that uh, Trump continues to tell about the uh, African-American unemployment rate, but then doesn't say that it's double the white unemployment rate, and then he doesn't talk about uh, doing anything to fix that, and he doesn't talk about other things really to help uh, African-Americans as well. So he's just using that. He's um, uh, That's continuing, actually, the... Uh, progress from the Obama administration, but Trump does, gives absolutely no credit to President Obama for that. Absolutely no credit whatsoever. He takes all the credit and then lies about it. Imagine that. Okay, but this is this is who he is. He's a fraud and a liar. I told you that before. All right, you all know that. Okay, and um, so we'll deal with uh, we'll deal with that on tonight's show. And then we saw the you know last week we talked about the lynching museum. That was uh, going to open this past uh, week, uh, I think it was Thursday, in, uh, in Alabama. And that opened up uh, this past Thursday in Alabama. So we'll talk a couple minutes about that, about the lynching museum, uh, which is extremely important. 
okay, to uh, it dealt with honoring and commemorating uh, 4,400 African Americans who were lynched uh, in this country from 1877 to um, 1900, 18, 1950, 1877 to 1950, right? And all except 300 of these cases were in the South. Imagine that. All except 300 of these cases were in the South. I wonder why. Huh, maybe it has something to do with that Civil War and that slavery thing. Maybe it has something to do with that. Reconstruction. Okay, so on the African History Network, we focus on educating, empowering, and inspiring people of African descent throughout the diaspora and around the world because right knowledge corrects wrong behavior. What you do for yourself, what you do to yourself, and what you allow other people to do to you and get away with is based upon what you think about yourself. What you think about yourself is based upon what you have been taught about yourself. What you've been taught about yourself is based upon everything you've read, heard, and seen about yourself. So when you control the radius of a man's thoughts, you can control the circumference of his actions because the mind can't do or teach what it doesn't know. Now, we deal with a number of different topics here on the show. We deal with current events and history and politics, education, economic empowerment, entrepreneurship, relationships, love, sex, health issues, and much, much more. Sign up for our email newsletter. Text the word Kemet, K-E-M-E-T. Text the word Kemet, K-E-M-E-T, the 22828, to sign up for our email newsletter, okay? And we just sent one out. Also, go to AfricanHistoryNetwork.com, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. Sign up for our email newsletter there as well. Um, we're going, in our first hour, we're going to give you an update on what took place at the Waffle House, uh, the incident with Shamika, uh, uh, Shamika Clemens, 25 years old, uh, uh, arrested, and uh, uh, looks like she was attacked by uh, police officers there at the Waffle House. We're going to give you an update on that. She is being represented by Attorney Benjamin Crump. There was a press conference this past Wednesday, um, uh, and Attorney Benjamin Crump laid out uh, some new uh, information. He talked about two new witnesses that he interviewed that the police did not interview, and they were interviewed this morning on uh, MSNBC Politics Nation with Reverend Al Sharpton. So we have that clip as well. We're going to talk about that and give you some uh, give you an update on what take what's taking place with that case, all right? Okay, so Bill Cosby, Now I did a Facebook Live broadcast is about um, what, 55, 60 minutes uh, when this story broke on Thursday, April 26th. Visit our uh, YouTube channel, well, visit our Facebook page, the African History Network, you can watch it there. It's also on YouTube, it's also on YouTube at um, Michael M. Hotep on uh, YouTube. So New York Times reported April 26, a jury found Bill Cosby guilty Thursday, April 26, of drugging and sexually assaulting a woman at his home uh, 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 nearly 14, uh, actually 14 years ago, capping the downfall of one of the world's best-known entertainers and offering a measure of satisfaction to the dozens of women who for years have accused him of similar assaults against them. Now, on the second day of deliberations at the Montgomery, uh, Montgomery County courthouse, the jury convicted uh, Bill Cosby of three counts of aggravated indecent assault, aggravated indecent assault, indecent assault against Ed Andrea Constan, who at the time in 2004, at the time was a Temple University employee. Now, Bill Cosby's uh, case was the first high-profile sexual assault trial to unfold in the aftermath of the hashtag MeToo movement, and many considered the verdict a watershed moment, one that reflected that uh, going forward, the accounts of female accusers may be afforded greater weight and credibility by jurors. Now, the Montgomery County District Attorney, uh, Kevin R. Steele, asked uh, that Mr. Cosby's $1 million bail be revoked, suggesting 
he had been convicted of a serious crime uh, and owned a plane and could flee, prompting an angry outburst from uh, Bill Cosby, who shouted, uh, quote, he doesn't have a plane, you a-hole, this is what he said, end quote, okay? This is what he said in court. All right, so uh, the judge, Judge uh, Stephen T. O'Neill, responded enough of that, uh, and the judge did not uh, view uh, Bill Cosby as a flight risk. He said, adding that he could be released on bail, but that he would have to remain in his nearby home. Now, the judge did not set a date uh, for sentencing uh, Mr. Cosby uh, on, on the three counts, all felonies, uh, and each punishable by up to 10 years in state prison, as well as a $25,000 fine for each one. So legal experts are saying he's not going to do anywhere, probably won't do anywhere near 30 years. He's 80 years old. Some expect him to do less than five years in total. Uh, now, National Organization of Women, who come out and speak about uh, think, uh, speak about assaults and things like this against white women, but when they happen to African American women, they're largely silent. Okay, let me let me just say that the article is not saying that. That's me saying that. But if you go back and pay attention, that's what you see. They speak up. They, they should call it a W. Uh, uh, they should call it a W now. White National Organization for Women. But now call the verdict a quote-unquote notice to sexual predators everywhere. Rose McGowan, one of the women who has accused Harvey Weinstein of assault, tweeted a thank you to the judge and jury and to, quote, society for waking up, end quote. Gloria Allred, who is a, a famous attorney, mother of Lisa Bloom, uh, who's another famous attorney. Uh, Gloria Allred handles a lot of high-profile Hollywood cases. She's the lawyer who represented many of Mr. Cosby's accusers, held the decision as an important breakthrough. Important breakthrough. She said, after all is said and done, women were uh, finally believed. In uh, quote, she said, outside the courtroom. Now, the impression of, of change was evident within the trial itself when the defense attacked the credibility of five women who had testified that they too believed Mr. Cosby had drugged and sexually assaulted them. Kathleen Bliss, one of Mr. Cosby's lawyers, called one of the women a failed starlet who slept around. She branded another uh, a publicity seeker, okay? Uh, she, the failed starlet slept around. She's talking about Janice Dickinson. Okay, Janice Dickinson, because Janice Dickinson said that uh, she was impregnated by Sylvester Stallone, but then had to recant that. And on the, when she was uh, uh, cross-examined, she said she had sex with uh, another man, like two two men in the same month or something like that, right? And one was Sylvester Stallone, right? So she thought she was impregnated by him, but come to find out, uh, she wasn't. Okay. All right, so check out the, I went in depth into this uh, in the hour-long video that I did. I don't have time to get deep into this. We only have a two-hour show. Check out this article from New York Times. Uh, Bill Cosby is found guilty of assault. Bill Cosby is found guilty of assault, okay? So check out that article there. And then uh, there was an article from um, AtlantaBlackStar.com. So you had the... Um, uh, his assistant, Bill Cosby's assistant, as well as um, his publicist. And they were interviewed on the um, Good Morning America, okay? And let's see. They were interviewed on Good Morning America. And his representatives defended him. Cosby's, Cosby reps, Cosby's reps give fiery response when asked if all 60 women accusing the comedian of rape or lying. Now, first of all, 
all 60 are not accusing him of lying. They're accusing him of a number of different things. Some are accusing him of rape or sexual assault. All 60 are not accusing him of rape. So that's false right there. Um, but speaking with host George Stephanopoulos, uh, publicist Ebony Benson, uh, and spokesperson Andrew Wyatt de uh, decried uh, Thursday's guilty verdict against their client. Uh, Cosby 80 was found guilty on three charges, as, as we stated. Uh, quote, uh, Andrew Wyatt said this became a public lynching, uh, condemning Cosby's conviction after years of sexual assault claims leveled against the actor. Uh, uh, George Stephanopoulos asked the question, you're saying all these women uh, all 60 of these women are lying, uh, and Ebony Benson replied, may I ask a question? Since when are all people, since when are all people honest? Since when are all women honest? We can take a look at Emmett Till, for example. Not all people are honest, she said. Andrew Wyatt then jumped in to take a jab at women's rights attorney Gloria Allred, who he accused of cherry-picking which Cosby victims to represent. Uh, Andrew Wyatt said what Gloria Allred was able to do, what she did, was take a salt and pepper shaker. She shaked out all of it, uh, 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 shaked, shaked out a lot of salt and sprinkled it in, sprinkled in a lot of pepper. And the South came East, and that's what we saw. Check out this article, AtlantaBlackStar.com. Cosby's reps give fiery response when asked of all 60 women accusing accusing the comedian of rape or lying. Hey, we'll continue this on the other side of the break. The Avenue History Network show on Michael M. Hotel, 9 10 a.m. Superstation, the future of radio. We'll be back in a few minutes. If you're looking for a curriculum for African-American children to teach them their history, then look no further than Legacy Kits by Ignis. Legacy Kits by Ignis is an African-American-owned business that provides African-American and African history curriculum for school-aged children. Their goal is to teach children about their strong history, which is not taught in schools across America. Legacy Kits provide a hands-on learning experience that children love. Each kit contains a workbook, two history books, and two projects. They make it easy for busy parents like you. Subscribe today to receive a monthly package filled with the rich heritage of African people. Teach your children about their history. For more information, and to sign up, visit Legacy Kits by Ignis, I-G-N-I-S, LegacyKitsByIgnis.com. Visit them today. Follow them on social media and sign up to receive their emails for special discounts. Remember, right knowledge corrects wrong behavior. Welcome back to the African History Network show right here on 910 AM, the superstation, the future radio. Hey, I'm your host, Brother Michael M. Hotel, founder of the African History Network, host of the African History Network show. I'm a talk show host, researcher, lecturer, and writer. It is Sunday, April 29th, 2018. Those in the Detroit area, I want to let you know that coming up Sunday, May 6th, at the new Nandy's Knowledge Cafe, located at 71 Oakman Avenue. Sunday, May 6, 2018, the new Nandy's Knowledge Cafe, located at 71 Oakman Avenue in Highland Park. I'm doing a fantastic presentation, 2 p.m. to 6 p.m., uh, a Black Panther analysis, African culture, history, and Afrofuturism. A Black Panther analysis, African culture, history, and Afrofuturism. So we'll go in deep, go in deep, deal with the film Black Panther. We'll deal with the African cultural influence, with the connection to African history, African spirituality. We'll deal with different themes of the film. Uh, it's a free event, donations accepted. Visit AfricanHistoryNetwork.com, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com uh, for more information, okay? Because that's a very, very deep movie. I read over 100 articles dealing with the film, studied a lot of history of the Black Panther comic book. Uh, saw the film twice, 
So we're going to break this down. Uh, we also have that presentation uh, on DVD at our website, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. AfricanHistoryNetwork.com is right on the home page. You can check that out. There are actually two presentations I did there, did there dealing with the film Black Panther. And um, at our website, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com, we have the 8-DVD. We have a weekend sale going on. Right now, we have the 8-DVD Black Panther Bundle Pack. Uh, where you get uh, my two presentations dealing with Black Panther. You get some other lectures from me, and you get the uh, uh, a few, uh, three documentaries also, including Elementary Genocide uh, Part Three that I'm in, and Black Panther. Part, I mean, uh, Black Friday Part Two. I'm in that film as well. Okay, all right. That's at AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. All right, let's go to the phone lines. Let's go to Rob uh, Line One. Hey, Rob, welcome to the African History Network show. Thanks for holding. Tell us where you're calling from. Rob, are you there? Rob, are you there? Listen to the phone. Don't listen to the radio. Can you hear me? Okay. I don't know what I don't know what Rob's doing. Okay, maybe Rob will get it together. Three one three seven seven eight seventy six hundred is the call in number if you have a, a question or comment. So right before the break, we were talking about Bill Cosby found guilty in three three counts of uh, sexual assault. Uh, actually, the actual charge was aggravated indecent uh, assault of Andrea Constand. I was talking about the article from AtlantaBlackStar.com. Cosby's, Cosby's uh, reps give fiery response when asked if all 60 women accusing the comedian of rape are lying. Okay? There was also um, an article dealing with how uh, Bounce TV is uh, removing the Cosby show uh, from its lineup as well. Okay? Uh, which, is, which is interesting there. Bounce TV is African American owned. Um, the root.com is an article about this, AOL.com um, as well. I, I think uh, News One may have had an article about that uh, also. Uh, TV Network bounces uh, Cosby show from lineup following guilty verdict. Um, this is from the root.com. Bounce TV, a network geared toward African American viewers, has removed reruns of the Cosby show from its lineup following Bill Cosby's conviction on three counts of aggravated indecent sexual assault Thursday afternoon. Deadline.com reports that the move to drop the classic 1980s sitcom was announced by the digital network in a statement Thursday. Quote, effective immediately bounces removing the Cosby show from our schedule, read the statement. The network only began broadcasting reruns of one of the, omni, uh, of the once omnipresent sitcom in 2016, other broadcast stations and cable networks, including TV Land and BET Centric, which is now BET Her, began dropping the show in 2015 when the wave of sexual assault accusations against the disgraced comedian and pop culture icon uh, began cresting. Okay, some some speculate the more uh, the more network some speculate that more networks and streaming services will follow suit. Currently, the Cosby Show can still be streamed on Amazon.com, although it's unclear for how much longer okay, that will be true, okay? So, you know, now, are they a different world off also? That's from Bill Cosby. Are they, he, now, he only, I think he only appeared maybe in one episode of A Different World. We know Felicia Rashad was in a couple of episodes. Are they going to are, are, are take a different world off? Are they, are they going to take Fat Albert and the Cosby kids off also? Hello. Are they, they going to take that off as well? I'm, I'm just asking. The Brown Hornet, they're going to they gonna get rid of the Brown Hornet. You know, so it seems like an attempt just to eradicate uh, 
his, his legacy. 313-778-7600 is the call-in number if you have a question or comment, okay? Yes. All right, so uh, this, this, is, this is all taking place. And uh, we may talk about this some more next, uh, uh, next Sunday. Then you have uh, what took place uh, Sunday, April 22nd, which was last week Sunday, right? It seems like two or three weeks ago, dealing with the um, Waffle House, okay? And uh, so you had two incidences, with two main incidences with the Waffle House, right? So we know we had Chakesia Clemens violently arrested by police. And then you had... Uh, uh, the attack in Nashville, Tennessee, and James Shaw Jr. was the hero, disarmed, um, uh, uh, right king, the, the uh, uh, assailant, the alleged killer, uh, right king, and uh, James Shaw Jr. set up a GoFundMe page to, uh, and so far, when I checked yesterday, it had raised $184,000 for the um, uh, family of the victims who were killed, four, four people who were killed, three African-Americans, one Hispanic. But when we look at the case of um, Chakesia Clemens, we see that she's now represented by um, attorney Benjamin Crump. Alabama.com has an article about this. Attorney police brutalized woman at Alabama Waffle House. Okay. Um, and uh, we'll come to your calls in just a minute here. Uh, an African-American woman that was arrested by Sarah Land police officers at a Waffle House Sunday was, quote-unquote, assaulted choked and brutalized by law enforcement, according to prominent civil rights attorney at, uh, Benjamin Crump at a press conference in Mobile, Alabama on Wednesday, this past Wednesday. Uh, attorney Benjamin Crump, a Tala uh, Tallahassee, uh, uh, Tallahassee, Florida-based uh, attorney, stood alongside the mother of Chakesia Clemens and presented new witness testimony that contradicted Sarah Land Police Department's version of events. Okay, let's go to the phone lines. We'll continue this uh, after we get these calls. Let's go to Tracy Line 1. Hey, Tracy, welcome to the African History Network show. Thanks for holding. holding. Tell us where you're calling from. I'm calling from Chicago, Illinois. Okay, from Chicago. Okay, Dr. Boyce Watkins, uh, well, he lives in Chicago, but he was doing an event with Dr. Claude Anderson uh, this weekend there in Chicago. Okay. Yeah, Dr. Boyce Watkins. I just had a couple of comments. You know, go ahead. It's a shame about, I think about Bill Cosby. You know, I don't know. You know, I live in, I, I'm from Chicago, but I moved out to California. It's, it's very wild and crazy out there, and especially like back in the 50s and 60s. You know, I'm sure back in those days, you know, and today, the women out there are just real, you know, fast. You know what I mean? They're, you know, they're, they're they, you know, they'll give up all, you know, they just, I'll put it like that. They're very okay. fast, and, and they don't mind doing whatever it is, even just to be seen. I mean, I, it was a whole different, like, when I moved out there, I was always like, I was tripping because... Still a black man in America. Now, you know, I've said before, okay, it's obvious Bill Cosby was a freak, okay? But at the same time, I mean, you know, that, 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 I've said that before. That, that, I said that's obvious, okay? But, um, uh, and, and, but the other thing is all 60 women were not accusing him of rape or sexual assault. There were a number of different 
accusations. Some were rape, sexual assault. Some was grabbing them, things like this. So for so for people and certain media outlets just to say he has sixty accusers accusing him of rape, sexual assault. That's not true. That was a lie. That was a lie. And then only because when he wanted to buy NBC, all this came out. You know what I'm saying? They did everything. Like a lynching thing because he wanted to buy NBC. Well, 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 well let, let, let's, let's do this. Okay, he he tried to buy NBC back in 1992. Okay, now, now, from for my understanding, there were rumors about this even before 92, it just wasn't in the media. There were rumors in Hollywood, things like that. Okay, uh, but 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 I, I, I don't think the verdict that happened uh, 26 years later was because he tried to buy unsuccessfully NBC in 92. I, yeah. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't think that's why. <laughs> Go ahead. Because y'all about Donald Trump not saying anything to the young black man that was to help the people down the Waffle House. Why did you for to say anything to that man at all? Because, 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 because the guy disarmed a, a white man who was killing African Americans. And and, and and Donald Trump is a white supremacist. Now, if, if now if 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 if, if Ray King had have been a Muslim with a beard killing Americans, Donald Trump would have been the first one tweeting, and he would have said, "This is why we need a ban on Muslims. This is why we need harsher immigration laws." Okay, but since it's a white guy with. Right. Because. The reason why is because they're European. See, forty percent, forty percent of undocumented immigrants fly over here. The whole thing about building a wall is targeting, is targeting Mexicans, is targeting Hispanics. Okay, and Trump and Trump has Trump tapped into the fear of many white people and the browning of America. They know by 2043 they're not going to be the dominant. Uh, there, there will be no dominant. There will be no dominant numerically uh, uh, race or ethnic group in this country. And a lot of white people, not all white people, but a lot of white people are scared to death of this. Okay, so Trump. So so. Right. So Trump, who has been married to two immigrants. And has five children by immigrants. Okay, Trump has had, Trump Trump has tapped into this fear, and and these white people don't realize they're getting screwed. There's a bunch of them out in Washington, uh, Michigan, to see this fool last night just standing in a lot of them for over an hour. Okay, but right, but 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 they don't realize this. Right. Well, well, well. See, white supremacy is a powerful drug. This is what people have to understand. White supremacy is a powerful drug, and what he has done is tapped into this, and he is he is putting in place policies that are negatively going to hurt a lot of these poor whites that voted for him. But they're so they're so bent they're so bent on. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Thanks for calling, Tracy. Keep listening. Okay, no problem. Visit AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. Check out uh, check out our stuff there also. So Trump is so bent, right? On so what's taking place is that Trump has tapped into these fears. And there was an article. Uh, I don't know if we get a chance to talk about it. Let me see if I can pull it up here. There was an article from uh, the latest one from um, New York Times that deals with. Uh, 
Trump uh, uh, why uh, voters voted for Trump. Okay, and it wasn't because of economic reasons. It was it was the fear of the browning of America. This is what people need to come to grips with. I've told you this before. All right. Um, New York Times just had an article this past week. Trump voters driven by fear of losing status, not economic anxiety. Study finds. Now I've seen three other studies dealing with this. Okay. So people really have to really have to realize uh, have to understand this. And if you even understand the history of the term white. And we'll come to, uh, let's go to Shirley Line 2. Uh, if you understand the history, Shirley Line 2, if you understand the history of the term white in the British colonies, it came about after Bacon's Rebellion of 1675 and 1676 in the colony of Virginia, and it was designed to separate the European indentured servants who had united with the enslaved Africans to overthrow their common oppressors. This is why the term white was started started being used in the British colonies. It started being used late in the 17th century. Okay, Shirley, hey, thanks for holding. Tell us where you're calling from, Shirley. Um, I'm, I'm listening to you guys. This is my first time listening in. Okay. Out of the Carolinas. Out of the Carolinas. Okay. Which one? I do. South. South Carolina. South Carolina. I agree with, you know, what you are saying, and it's all about, um, being awakened and knowing who you are, I think first and foremost. Um, unfortunately, we get caught up with the external, mm -hmm. and we forget that it's more powerful what's on the inside of a person. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I'm not for anybody. But what I am, what I am for, uh, is being properly educated and knowing who I am, and not being defined by anyone else. And if I know who I am, then I can flung no matter what. With restrictions or not, and I think that's the threat. When you, so not being about color, um, to me that's the threat for anyone. Um, let's say Caucasians. When you find African Americans or brown people that know who they are, and if they're not comfortable with who they are, then you are a threat. On the flip side, it is also a threat to brown people when they run across other brown people who know who they are because of their mentality of being driven by who someone else told them who they were. Who, who, who are the brown people you're talking about? Well, I'm talking about African-American people. Oh, okay. I'm talking about okay. people of color. Okay. I'm okay. the terminology that you all use in that perspective. Uh, we I, I I don't refer to black people as brown people. Okay, well. No, that's 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 some people do. I don't know where they got that from. That's not me. I don't do that. <laughs> I don't do that. Okay. All right. Okay. But go ahead. Go ahead and finish your thoughts, Shirley. No, I just kind of wanted to hear you know what your perspective on what was going on and what was happening. You know, I, I appreciate the other person. I'm not sure who it was that was talking about Bill Cosby. It all wasn't sexually driven. Mm -hmm. um, there were other charges and allegations. I just, oh, that was me. That was me that said that. Okay. okay yeah. Cool. Again, all of you are new to me. I have no idea. Yeah. There's on, it's only one of us here. It's only, <laughs> it's just, there were callers calling in. There's only me, one host. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I will listen for the voice. Okay. It's all right. I throw my voice. I'm a ventriloquist. <laughs> okay. All right. Color pieces is, is an issue for me across the board, but mm -hmm. the deal is, is 
we have to understand and also just like they brought Bill Cosby down. Mm-hmm. When you look at the things that Trump and others have done and the movement and the different things, and I'm not about females being abused, males or anyone else from that sure. matter. Sure. But there are things that they can do, they being Caucasian people, mm-hmm. that other people can't do. Right. Because they drive, unfortunately, um, they drive what happens in America. What's called white privilege. Okay, it's called white privilege. That's that's what that's that's what it is. This is why this is how you, you have a guy with nineteen accusers. He could become president with the, with the help of Russia and the electoral college and voter suppression. This is this, this is why this this guy had unprotected sex with a porno star, and white evangelicals have not turned their backs on him. He 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 had he had look look at this. This dude had unprotected sex with a porno star. His wife is at home after giving birth to their son four months prior. He goes back to his wife, and white evangelicals, most of them are silent on this. They say, oh, well, we knew he wasn't perfect when we voted for him. If this had been Barack Obama, they would have been calling for his impeachment. They would have said he's un-American, he's unfit to be president. They would have been calling for his impeachment. They would have been saying a whole lot of other stuff that I can't say on the radio. Right. Okay, so let me ask you a question. Yes. He's not the slave man, and I'm not justifying what he did, and I'm not saying I agree with what he did. Mm-hmm. But is it not a mirror of what the slave masters did, and it is okay and accepted? Uh, yeah, it's not a mirror, but 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 the thing is, is that it is uh, is unacceptable in 2018. It's totally it's it's it's, it's, it's totally it's totally it's totally unacceptable in 2018. That's that the, the one two. We're not slaves. Oh, it's unacceptable back then. It's unacceptable back back then, but it's it's extremely yeah. unacceptable today. To me, well, I'm still being educated and learning. I don't see a difference, quite honestly. Oh, I I, I, I see a difference. What what it is what it is is that see Trump is pushing the agenda of white evangelicals. He's 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 nominating a lot of right wing young conservative. Uh, white male uh, judge candidates for the federal bench, uh, and a lot of these are uh, nominations coming from the Federalist Society. He uh, got them uh, Neil Gorsuch on the Supreme Court. He is against abortion, okay? He's pro-life. So he's pushing agendas they want. So because of that, they're going to overlook all these other things out here, but it's going to bring them down. Is is going? Is he? He's going to. He's going to self destruct. He is going to self destruct. Okay, and he's going to be forced to resign from office, just like Richard Nixon resigned from office August 9, nineteen seventy four, in his second term. Rich, Richard Nixon was forced to resign from office. Same thing is going to happen to Trump. All right, I got to get these other calls. Thanks for calling, Shirley. Keep listening. Okay, let's go to Tony. Tony, thanks for holding. Welcome to the African History Network show. Tell us where you're calling from. I'm calling from uh, Detroit. Um, thanks for taking my call, Brother uh, Michael Imhotep. Yes. I had the pleasure um, yesterday and today of watching um, some uh, YouTube videos by Professor Kaba Kabane. Oh, yeah. And, um, Matthews. Yeah. And he broke something down, and I looked at it in a totally different way mm-hmm. to explain um, some of this crazy phenomenon that we're all shaking our heads like, how did Trump get elected? Mm-hmm. You know, why don't people care about the environment? Why don't they care about each other? Does Black Lives Matter? And he broke it down 
on a uh, epigenetic uh, genetic level. Okay. And he was he was saying how uh, the culture and how um, by not having rites of passage at a young age and just be influenced by negativity and the whole circle, how it affected our DNA and it was, he just broke it down. Really. That was Professor Kava Kamenei. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So for those that don't know that formerly known as Booker T. Coleman, he's in the Hidden Colors Four. He's in the Hidden Colors documentaries. Documentaries. We're in the Black Friday documentaries together. He's in Out of Darkness and 1804. I've interviewed him a number of times. He's one of my teachers as well. Now, did, did he talk? Did he talk about the uh, 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 downturn in African Americans voting in in 2016 over 2012? Did he talk about that? How it dropped seven percentage points. I don't remember him speaking about the voting. He was he was more uh, metaphysical mm -hmm. and um, you know going back to you know our ancient ways and right. and, it, and he was like breaking it down to the present and making correlations um, with what's going on with okay. you know black women and the um, you know the Me Too and the. Um, Sexual harassment. Right. He just broke down. All right. I have to check. I, I have to check that out. I probably, I probably agree with what he said, but we also need to metaphysically take our behinds to the poll and vote oh, to keep to keep of these course. idiots out of office. Also, because there was sixteen point, there was sixteen point four million African Americans registered to vote in twenty sixteen. Only fifty nine percent voted, which was a seven percentage point drop from twenty twelve. And I and I said constantly on this on this radio station week after week after week I said we're gonna have we, we need to have a record turnout to to stop Trump because I was looking at the voter suppression taking place and if we, if we look at the three battleground states that put Trump over the top with the electoral college vote he won Michigan Wisconsin and Pennsylvania by seventy eight thousand votes that made the difference seventy eight thousand votes well, look what happened look what happened uh, when he came to uh, Washington Michigan yeah. County right. People. Yeah. Really? That's how people think in America? Why? Oh, absolutely. I told I told people this during the election. This is why they like Trump. They voted for white supremacy. They voted for white supremacy. Well, so, I'm so glad they did because so, now we know who they are. Because they we already knew who they were. So people, I'm people don't study history. We didn't. We, 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 oh, wait, wait, just a second. We didn't have to get this. We didn't have to wait for this guy to get elected for us to find out that white supremacy still exists. All we have to do is study history and pay attention to the news. But what Trump has done is he. But uh, what? One second. What Trump has done, he's reversed over 100 policies President Obama had in place. He reversed the war. He he he. he they redeclared the war on drugs. They're attacking the Department of Education. They've cut funding to the Department of Education. They're gutting the Civil Rights Department at the Department of Education. Gutting the Civil Rights Department at the Environmental Protection Agency. Gutting the Civil Rights Department at the Department of Justice. The Department of Justice has backed off of uh, 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 go, uh, going after police departments uh, with um, uh, the uh, investigations into patterns and practices. Jefferson Beauregard Sessions III said they're not doing that anymore. They're reversing all these things that took place dealing with criminal justice reform under President Obama. Okay, I gotta get these other calls. Thank you. Hey, hey Tony, be sure to come to my lecture Sunday, May 6, 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. at Nandy's Knowledge Cafe, 71 okay. Oakman Avenue. Visit our website, African History. Yeah, visit our website, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. That information's there. The presentation's gonna blow you away. Let's go to Brother Abdullah. Abdullah, thanks for holding. Line four. Welcome to the African History Network show. Tell us what city you're calling from. Uh, I'm calling from Holland Park. Okay. And thank you for giving my call. HP in the house. South Carolina? 
Mm-hmm. Oh, Cherokee, yeah. Well, Cherokee were in South Carolina, and South Carolina was the first state to succeed from the Union also, December 20th, 1860. Oh, thank you. Absolutely. Make it plain. player was that? He had a white woman spit uh, time in jail. How long ago was this? White woman spent time in jail. He was a ball player. Okay, I'm not sure who that was. Right, Before we came on the air, I said, when you play in the snow, you get frostbite. You know. Now we're not saying it, it would be all right for him to mistreat African American women, but you know, you, you, you know, you better <laughs> you play in the snow, you get frostbite. Okay. All right. <laughs> all right, Abdullah, we got to run. Okay, uh, we're coming up on a break here. When we come back, we'll go uh, back to the phone lines. I got to get to some of these other topics also, but very quickly. April 24th, 2018, New York Times had this article. People read this article. This is what I've been telling you. Trump voters driven by fear of losing status, not economic anxiety, study finds. Ever since Donald Trump began his probable rise, uh, many pundits have credited his appeal among white, Christian, and male voters to economic anxiety. I told you before, that's BS. No, it wasn't. Hobbled by unemployment and locked out of the recovery, those voters turned out in force to send Trump a, a message uh, and a message to Washington, or so that narrative goes. But a study published this past Monday in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences questions that explanation. The latest to suggest that Trump voters were not driven by anger over the past, but rather fear of what may come.
White Christian and male voters, the study suggests, turned to Trump because they felt their status was at risk. Diana C. Mutz, M-U-T-Z, the author of the study and a political science and communications professor at the University of Pennsylvania, where she directs the Institute for the Study of Citizens and Politics, said, quote, it's much more of a symbolic threat that people feel. She said it's not a threat to their own it's not a threat to their own economic well-being it's a threat to their group's dominance in our country overall many of them voted for white supremacy i'm not saying every single person that voted for donald trump but most of them did you know charlie murphy before he passed away he said i'm not saying all donald trump supporters are racist but all races are donald trump supporters now the study is not the first to cast doubt on the prevailing economic anxiety theory Last year, in 2017, a public religion, uh, a public religion research institute survey of more than 3,000 people also found that Trump's appeal could better be explained by a fear of cultural displacement. A fear of cultural displacement. Translation, the browning of America. The Atlantic.com had an article that talked about cultural anxiety. Translation, white supremacy. In her study, Dr. Mutz sought to answer two questions. Is there evidence to support the economic anxiety argument? And did the fear of losing social dominance drive some voters to Trump? To find answers, she analyzed survey data from a nationally representative uh, group of about 1,200 voters polled in 2012 and 2016. In both years, participants were asked the same wide-ranging set of questions. Party loyalty overwhelmingly explained how people voted. But Dr. Mutt's statistical analysis uh, focused on those who bucked the trend, switching their support to the Republican candidate Trump in 2016. Even So leaving behind the left-behind theory, even before conducting her analysis, Dr. Mutt noted two reasons for skepticism of the economic anxiety or quote-unquote left-behind theory. First, the economy was improving before the 2016 presidential campaign, which it was. Secondly, while research has suggested that voters are swayed by the economy, there is little evidence that their own financial situation similarly influences their choices at the ballot box. The analysis offered even more reason for doubt. Okay, Losing a job or income between 2012 and 2016 did not make a person any more likely to support Trump, Dr. Mutz found in her research. Neither did the mere perception that one's financial situation had worsened. A person's opinion on how trade affected personal finances had little uh, bearing on political preferences. Neither did unemployment or the density of manufacturing jobs in one's area. Dr. Mutt said it wasn't people in those areas that were switching. Those folks were already voting Republican. For further evidence, she also analyzed a separate survey conducted in 2016 by the NORC at the University of Chicago, a research institution. It showed that anxieties about retirement, education, and medical bills also had little impact on whether a person supported Trump. Okay, so we'll uh, talk about this a little bit more on the other side of the break. Read this article. Uh, Joy Ann Reed talked about this this morning on AM Joy, MSNBC. Trump voters driven by fear of losing status, not economic anxiety, study finds. So this is to the African History Network show, 9, 10 a.m., the Superstation, the Future of Radio, 313-778-7600 is the call-in number. Follow us on our fan page, the African History Network. We're broadcasting live on Michael M. Hotel. We'll be back for hour two in just a minute. 
if you're looking for a curriculum for African-American children to, to teach them their history, then look no further than Legacy Kits by Ignis. Legacy Kits by Ignis is an African-American-owned business that provides African-American and African history curriculum for school-aged children. Their goal is to teach children about their strong history, which is not taught in schools across America. Legacy Kits provide a hands-on learning experience that children love. Each kit contains a workbook, two history books, and two projects. They make it easy for busy parents like you. Subscribe today to receive a monthly package filled with the rich heritage of African people. Teach your children about their history. For more information and to sign up, visit Legacy Kits by Ignis, I-G-N-I-S, LegacyKitsByIgnis.com. Visit them today. Follow them on social media and sign up to receive their emails for special discounts. Remember, right knowledge corrects wrong behavior. All right, let's go. Welcome back to the African History Network show right here on 910 AM, the Superstation, the Future Radio. We're in our second hour. Uh, it is Sunday, April 29th, 2018. Hey, I'm your host, Brother Michael M. Hotel, founder of the African History Network. Sunday, May 6, 2018, 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. at uh, Nandy's Knowledge Cafe, 71 Oakland Avenue. Uh, come on out for my presentation, uh, a Black Panther analysis, African culture, history, and Afrofuturism. We're going to deal with some very, very deep topics. We'll deal with African culture, history, break down the film. The film is very, very deep. I've also seen Avengers Infinity War already. I saw that Thursday night uh, to beat the crowd. I already saw that, okay? So um, come check that out. Uh, 71 Oakman Avenue in Highland Park, Michigan, um, right off of uh, right near Hamilton. Free event, donations accepted. Visit AfricanHistoryNetwork.com, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com for more information. Let's go to line one. Let's go to Gary. Gary, uh, welcome to the African History Network show. Thanks for holding. Tell us which city you're calling from. I'm calling from Detroit, man. You know where I'm at. Okay. I'm sitting here in, in the pit of all the darkness that there is. We are, I mean, we, I just got to talk, listen to uh, Dr. Wendell asked me earlier today on uh, Chuck Stokes. Oh, okay. On Channel 7. And he's uh, speaking on how the NAACP mm -hmm. is stronger here than it is anywhere in the United States. Okay. Now, with, with this being said, I've heard everything you've been saying about Donald Trump. I've heard everything that's being said about Brother Bill Cosby. Mm -hmm. You know, some of these things, if you say it on Facebook, will get you shut off. But I want to bring up something different. Okay. Something that happened in the city of Detroit last week. Okay. Then I'm not going to go with race. I'm going to go with blue. Okay. Anytime brothers hanging around downtown at a casino or a nightclub have to wrestle down a police officer in the middle of the night. Now I've been down in the area where the crime was committed. There are a thousand police officers down there. Why wasn't there a police officer to come and step in to where actual uh, people like me wouldn't have to come to this lady's rescue? Tell people what happened. We have people listening around the country. Tell people what happened. Oh, this um, off-duty police officer 
probably hanging, <laughs> hanging around downtown parties just like everybody else, ended up having a problem with his woman. Mm-hmm. He wanted to beat on her. Brothers hanging downtown, they go and attack the situation. I'm not going to say attack him. They attack the situation. Okay. They restrained him? Pardon? They restrained him? Yes, they did. Okay. Yes, they did. Do you know one thing? You have never heard anything about private citizens coming to the rescue, especially against police officers, because you know what? Mm-hmm. You see police officers can't do no bad. Mm-hmm. But they can, because they're just human, just right. like the rest of us. Absolutely. You know, uh, it don't matter what the color is, because, you know, some of these black officers, mm-hmm. in order to make sure that they look just as good as the white officers, oh, sure, I'm going to go all the way off. Because guess what? In a black city, who knows more about the black habits other than black people? Right. Right. Okay. So, here, here we are. We're, we're strong in a city, but we're weak in a nation. Right. Okay. We don't have no state whatsoever. You're talking about transportation in Detroit. You know, I'm, I listen to a lot of people talk about Metro Detroit. Where is Metro Detroit? Can you tell me where Metro Detroit is? Well, it's not a city that are usually talking about the surrounding suburbs. Okay, when they call it what it is. Mm-hmm. Detroit is Detroit. Right, in Detroit, yeah. Around Detroit. Hey, I feel like... They should say the suburbs. If you call yourself Metro Detroit, you should be paying taxes to Detroit. <laughs> All right. not be broke. Right, right. All right, Gary. Thanks for calling in, man. Be sure to come to Nanny's Nana's Cafe next Sunday. All right, May 6th, 71 Oakman Avenue, 2 p.m. All right, let's go to Deborah from California. Hey, Deborah, thanks for holding. Welcome to the African History Network show. Go ahead with your question or comment. You know what? I have a comment on uh, on uh, what's going on with uh, Dr. Cosby. Go ahead. You know, our people, we need to educate ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, stop acting like you're brand new to what's going on. Mm-hmm. You know, and a lot of us are walking around with their eyes wide shut. It's like everyone sees, but nobody wants to get caught looking. You know, it's like when I look at that, I, the first thing that comes to my mind is the hidden clause in 13th. What is hidden here? Okay, you, said, about, you said the hidden clause in 13th, is that what you said? Yes. Tell people what you're talking about. Okay, the hidden clause in 13th is when they freed the, uh, well, we were supposed to be free as slaves, right? Mm-hmm. But they put a clause in 13th. 13th Amendment. Yes, I'm sorry, because that's, 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 uh, that's my document. I, I watch it all the time. Sure. In the 13th Amendment, they mm-hmm. put a hidden clause that was a trap that would keep us in slavery, but through a different route. Right. So what you're referring to is 13th Amendment ratified December 6, 1865. There's a clause. The clause is not hidden. It's right in the 13th Amendment. People can go to LOC.gov, Library of Congress's website right now and read it. So it says that uh, uh, it, it, it prohibits uh, slavery and voluntary servitude unless convicted of a crime. 
This is what it yes. says. So it's not it's not hidden. It's right there. Well, go ahead. No, but see, the reason why I said that people that our people walk around with their eyes wide shut because mm -hmm. it's, it's 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 hidden because because how can one correct that which he has no knowledge of? Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? And the way I the way I perceive it that it was they attempted to hide it real sneakily, but it was still exposed. You see what I'm saying? But if we as a people, if we don't study to show ourselves approved, we have to know what's going on with our own people and we have to accept what's going on with, with our people and stop double clutching, stop doing those sidebars. Right. You know, uh, 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 stop, stop double parking other people and stay in your lane. Right. Which means be with your people, man. Okay. Everybody else is with their people. Okay. No matter what those white folks do, right. they don't stick with their people. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so I know it's deeper than what I'm talking about as far as the separation and all that. I understand all that. But what I'm saying right now, today, in 2018, yes. people need to stop acting grand, like they don't know what's going on, like they don't know the plight of our black kings. Right. Well, well they have to understand history. See, a lot of our people, see, I, I do lectures and I travel and I do presentations. I was speaking in Baltimore a couple of weeks ago. A lot of our people don't understand their history. And the people's history and culture teaches them how to deal with the problems of the past and the present and the future to meet the needs of the community. So we have to understand our history. Okay. All right, Deborah, look, I got to get these other calls because uh, we, okay. we, got, we got more calls than time. Thanks for calling from California. Okay, let's go. To, we're going to go to LaToya on line five, then we'll go to Wilson, line six, then we'll go to John, line seven. Hey, LaToya, welcome to the African History Network show. Tell us which city you're calling from. Thanks for holding. I'm calling from Oslo, Norway. From Norway? Okay, yes, okay. Well, we have, we, have, we have people listening around the world to our show. So, okay, thanks for holding, sister. Go ahead with your question or comment from Norway. The question or comment, I want to talk about how um, a white man from Norway can take a black woman from the United States. I'm from Florida. Okay. But I'm in Norway right now. Okay. And how they can sit up here and bring me to the capital of Oslo and sit here and let a white man like this that I am with right now marry me for the wrong reasons and then commit a world of multitude of crimes to me. And then I make the police reports and everything, and they don't do shit about it. But they okay. come up so, so we can't use that type of language on the air, LaToya. Yeah, we can't use that type of language on the air, LaToya. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Hey, uh, is there an article dealing with this or anything that people can look up? Because a lot of people don't know about what, what you're talking about. Is there an article or anything people get more information? I tell my story on Facebook. On Facebook? Do you, mm -hmm. you, you follow us on Facebook, the African History Network? Yes. Okay. Can you can you inbox me some information about this? I guess I can try. Okay. Yeah. Inbo uh, the Maybe African History Network. The, the African History Network on Facebook. That's that's my page. I control that. You can inbox me uh, some information on that. So there are no articles written about this or anything to talk about what what's happened to you. No articles about anything. Okay. I'm being kept a secret. Okay. Do they have? Uh, I don't know the population of people of African descent in Norway. Do, are there? Is, is there any like uh, Af uh, African? Uh, is there any um, publications of African descent in Norway? Anything like that? Well, there's a 
there's some American African American people here, but you hardly ever see them around, of course. Okay. And there's other people here about the nationalities, and they go through a lot of stuff that I go through as well, too. But I'm the main one that goes through um, most of the things that they trying everybody for. Okay. All right. So Oslo is the capital city of Norway. Norway is a Scandinavian country, encompassing mountains, yeah. glaciers, and the deep coat and uh, and the deep coastal uh, area as Here well. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Inbox me some information so I so I can take a look at this and, and we'll talk try to talk about this on the air. Okay. Thanks. Thanks for calling, Latoya. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Keep listening. Okay. Let's go to Wilson. Uh, line six. Hey Wilson, thanks for holding. Um, uh, tell us what city you're calling from. Good evening, Mike. Uh, I'm calling from Detroit, and as always, an excellent program. Oh, thanks, brother. Thank uh, you. Go ahead with your question or comment. Yeah, I want to just briefly a couple of comments initially about Cosby and then about Trump. Okay. Um, you know, uh, you're absolutely right about Cosby making an attempt to buy NBC, but what some people have forgotten is that when he was denied uh, uh, to bid and he said he would bid again, his son was assassinated. Okay. When did he say he would bid again? He, um, I think, '93. He was speaking. Uh, not, not, not any announcement or anything. He just had mentioned that he would try to, to rebid on it. Okay, because his son was killed in '97, so you know I'm just trying to I'm just trying to based upon facts, just trying to make the connection. But go ahead. Yeah, I understand. I understand. I give give Yeah, but but while it, while they're focusing on Cosby, see, no one has talked about uh, Robert Wagner who killed Nelly Wood. Mm -hmm. You know, even even the skipper of the who was driving the boat later came back and told the press and said that uh, right Wagner lied and told him not to say anything. No right. one is speaking about Robert Blake. Who, who and a witness came forth afterwards and said that Blake had tried to hire him. He was on the stand when he made this case to witness. Right. He said that Blake had tried to hire him to kill his wife. And, mo and most of all, no one has ever said anything about Jerry Lewis, the rock star, who eight women disappeared in his, in his company. And in his hometown of Faraday, Louisiana, they openly called him the killer. Okay, now Jerry, Jerry, Jerry Lee Lewis, we know that Jerry Lee Lewis was blackballed because he married his cousin. She was like 13 years old. 13, yeah, so, 13 years old. Yeah, so, so he was blackballed from the music industry. Uh, mm -hmm. Robert Wagner, now he was, uh, from my understanding, I know some more information came out in the last couple of years, but he was not convicted of the death of Natalie Wood. Is that correct? He was never convicted. Not only was he not convicted, he was never charged. Yeah, right. Natalie Wood's sister, Lana went to the police and asked him why he wasn't in charge. This is after the, uh, the skipper of the of uh, the boat came back and told the press that Wagner had told him the night that Natalie went overboard not to mention it to anyone, and the skipper didn't, and he said later he came back because his conscience was bothering him. Right. And so, but, they, but he was never, ever charged. That, that's precisely my point. Right. Uh, as, it, as it relates to Congress. And just briefly with Trump. Go ahead. I'm a true believer, believer Mike. The simplicity is a tourist form of life. So for me, I try to keep things simple. Right. You know, Donald, Donald Trump is just stupid. Oh, he is. Not to excuse, not to excuse his behavior for lack of etiquette at any fact. Mm -hmm. And the only people, the, the only people dumber than Donald Trump are those who voted for him. Right. You have to be Stupid to have voted for Donald Trump. I will guarantee you, even if you had a search warrant, you couldn't find a rose style among any of them. Right. You know, <laughs> you know, so stupid. Right. So stupid. You know, 
know that while he and you're right, he's going back Obama's policies that are killing them. Mm-hmm. One of them even made the statement that said, "Well, you can take Obamacare, but I won't buy ACA." And I say, "Really?" Right. Well, well, what happened with you had thirty about thirty percent of Americans did not know the Affordable Health Care Act and Obamacare were the same thing. And a lot of these were some of these poor white Republicans that voted for Trump. When they found out it was the same thing, then you had an uprising across the country, and they said, don't take the Affordable Health Care Act, because they found out it was Obamacare. That's my point, Mike, about stupidity. How right. can you not know if, if you're doing your homework? Well, well, let's just remember one thing. I just right. want to make one comment that Go has ahead. been under the radar ever since this Russia probe started. Okay. Let's remember that Hillary, let's remember that Hillary won the majority of the popular vote. She got three million more than Trump. Absolutely. But I'm with you. I'm, also, I'm always expelling the vote because a lot of us have forgotten the history about the vote. Right. But there's an aspect of the Russian probe that has never even hit TV, has never been investigated. This is it very briefly. Okay. Jill Stein from the Green Party mm-hmm. was at Russia at the same table with uh, Flynn and Putin. Well, I've talked about that. Well, no, no. I've talked about that numerous times here on this station. And some people called in and jumped on me. That was December 2015, the 10th anniversary of Russia Today TV. And sitting to the right of Vladimir Putin was Lieutenant General Michael Flynn, who just so happened to later become the National Security Advisor to Donald Trump after President Obama told Trump, don't hire this guy as your National Security Advisor because I had to fire him. And sitting across from the table was Jill Stein, who, who, just, who just happened to run for president and stayed in the race till all the way to the end, polling at 2% national polls. It just so happened she told black people she was going to get them reparations. And you had some people who sat up here and believed this nonsense. And if you actually, if you actually understand math, you would know that if all 16.4 million African Americans who are registered to vote voted for Jill Stein twice, she still would have lost by a landslide. No, but here's my point about her losing. But it's not about her losing. Here's the point about her being in the race. The four, I can't remember exactly, I think it was four or five percent that she won. But she took, those votes were taken from Hillary. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. It was a wasted vote. People didn't understand that. Hillary would have won even with all this interference from Russia had Jill Stein not been in it. Look, and lastly, yeah. even to, to, to even money the waters more, she came back and paid five million for a recount. I wonder where the money came from. That was a joke. When she raised money, that was a joke. A lot of this was part, partly her fault. She should have dropped out. See, um, the guy who was running with Gary Johnson for the Independent Party, he, uh, the governor, he dropped out. He dropped out about three weeks ahead of time because he said we have to stop Trump. He saw they weren't. Go- he saw the independent party was not going to win, so he dropped out. The guy who was running, uh, uh, Bill Weld, I think was his name, Governor Weld. Yeah, yeah, he- yeah, for, 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 yeah, for the day, yeah, yeah. He dropped out. He didn't even know what Aleppo was. No, no, he dropped out. That was Gary Johnson, who didn't know. Okay, thanks for thanks for calling, but. Uh, uh, Governor Bill Well dropped out about three weeks before the election because he said we have to stop Trump. Okay, Jill Stein stayed in all the way to the end. If you look at Michigan, Jill Stein got about fifty thousand votes out of Michigan. Trump won Michigan by ten thousand seven hundred four votes. You have fifty four thousand votes. You have fifty four thousand voters wiped off the voter rolls in Michigan because of the cross checking system. Let's go to John before the break. Hey, John, thanks for holding. Welcome to the African History Network show. Uh, John's calling from Detroit. Go ahead. Thank you very much, folks. Listen, uh, I was supposed to know that yesterday at Trump rally, there were more folks outside 
Right. right. That. That's good. And, and so that, that lets you know that people don't want to find these Now, uh, I want you to know, Hotel, that that, that woman who was on the five for, for Putin, right-hand man, was, 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 in, was in, in, in the room with Trump and all the rest of them. It, it's called R, uh, and then it's U.S.A. trying to kill him. She, come on, said she was one of them Russian top she was an informant. That was that was the attorney that that was that was the attorney that Donald Trump Jr. met with. Yeah, that's right. That's okay, right. all right. And they said she got she got a lot. She got stuff on Trump, and she ain't called him before. Oh, they have a lot of stuff on Trump. I guarantee you that. Yeah, and his son, he's trying to protect his son, and his son also is going to be in trouble too. They said. Oh, absolutely. And, and go ahead. I just want to thank you very much because, I mean, the knowledge is coming, and like you said, people are to get up and vote and vote like they never voted before and take a trip from those, mis those Alabama women because yes. they show that you still have to vote and they show you two vote. And so I just want okay. to thank you very much Absolutely. Well, I just did a presentation Friday. Been with that. John, be sure to come to Nanny's Knowledge Cafe Sunday, May 6th, 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. 71 Oakland Avenue for my presentation of Black Panther Analysis, African Culture, History, and Afrofuturism. Now, when we deal with voting and political self-defense, it's not just about voting. It's also voting your interests, voting your agenda, and finding the candidate whose policies best match up with your best match up with your issues okay it's more about policies than the party or the personality this is what we have to understand we're coming up on a break here when we come back uh we're going to get into this discussion dealing with um uh, Chakesia Clemens, uh, 25 years old, who was uh, violently arrested by police uh, at the Waffle House in Saraland, Alabama. She's being represented by Benjamin Crump, Attorney Benjamin Crump. They were on uh, Politics Nation this morning with Reverend Al Sharpton. Be sure to listen to Reverend Al Sharpton Monday through Friday, 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. right here on 910 a.m. the Superstation, 2 p.m. to th uh, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on uh, 910 a.m. the Superstation. Call in numbers 313-778-7600. 313-778-7600. And then also uh, in, the, in the next segment, we're going to deal with fact-checking Trump's lies when it comes to the African-American unemployment rate. We know this past week, uh, Roland Martin, our man Mo Roland Martin, was on Velshi and Rule, and they did some fact-checking and exposing Trump's lies. You listen to 910 AM, the Superstation, the Future Radio, the African History Network show on Michael M. Hotel. We'll be back in a few minutes. Hey, if you like this type of information... If you want to donate to the African History Network, you can do this at um, paypal.me, paypal.me forward slash the AHN show. Paypal.me forward slash the AHN show. We'll post this here. Just give me a minute. All right, we're coming back from the break here in just a minute. Last segment. You can also go to AfricanHistoryNetwork.com, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. Okay, let's go. Welcome back to the African History Network show right here on 9, 10 a.m., the Superstation, the Future Radio. Hey, I'm your host, Brother Michael M. Hotep, founder of the African History Network. It is uh, Sunday, April 29, 2018. 
Be sure, those in the Detroit area, be sure to come uh, to the new Nandy's Knowledge Cafe located at 71 Oakman Avenue in Highland Park, Michigan. 71 Oakman Avenue in Highland Park, Michigan, Sunday, May 6th, 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. for my presentation of Black Panther Analysis, then with the film Black Panther, Black Panther Analysis, African Culture, History, and Afrofuturism. We know it was number one for five weeks at the box office. It's grossed $1.3 billion. It's the third largest grossing movie in the history of the U.S., first Hollywood movie to be shown in Saudi Arabia in 35 years. Black Panther is bringing a, bringing a sense of pride to African Americans and African people around the world who see it. It's causing the black money movement in Brazil. You have a WakandaCon uh, convention uh, that's going to take place in August of 2018 in Chicago. African Americans were showing up to the premiere wearing African garb and buying African clothing from African American and African stores. Okay, And what we'll deal with, we'll deal with the cultural influences of the film, we'll uh, deal with the relationship to African culture, there's a lot of African history, there's a lot in this film, it's very, very deep, okay? Visit AfricanHistoryNetwork.com, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com for more information. Let's go back to the phone lines, let's go to Greg. Hey, Greg, thanks for holding, welcome to the African History Network show. Tell us what city you're calling from. I'm calling from Livonia. Okay, Livonia, Michigan, okay, go ahead. Yes, sir. Okay, first of all, I want to judge on this Jill Stein. I know you're going on to another topic. Oh, go ahead. You know, she, uh, First of all, she's been asked to turn over documents to Mueller, mm -hmm. but she refused. Yep. And uh, he, they just might uh, subpoena those uh, documents because it has mm -hmm. to do with uh, Russia and all. And she only got 1% of the vote. Nationwide? Uh, I thought it was 2%. Na nationwide. Well, she may have been polling at 2%, but she got ended up with 1%. Okay, yes, I need to pull up okay, the stats now, on that. Go ahead, go ahead. Now, now, Trump, now Trump, all those... Uh, Things that he's taking away of Obama's, those are by executive orders. Well, it's not just executive orders. You have some being overturned in the Congress also. It's a combination. Well, I, haven't, I, haven't, I, I haven't heard any of them that's been turned, overturned by Congress. I know that, uh, like, Pruitt over in, uh, <clears throat> with environmental uh, issues is, is, is undoing a lot of Obama's uh, policies. But a lot of those things can be, the next president come in there, he can re undo those. Yeah, but the, but the problem is 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 what type of damage is going to be done between now and then? See, some is taking some are taking place in the Department of Justice, some are taking place right. in the Department of Education. So it's not just executive orders; it's also policy changes. But you also have changes when it comes to Congress. Okay, just like the just like the tax cut, the one point four trillion dollar tax oh, cut. That's right there. That's a done deal. But again. The next, uh, the next Congress can come in and undo that. Right. I, 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 I understand that. I understand right. that. But, 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 but it's not just the Congress. It has to be signed into law by a president. Exactly. That's why the next administration, hopefully it will be Democrat, can do that. But I'm going to move on. Because Go ahead. I don't want to take up all your time. Now, Trump, this is a white fright, fright thing. Mm -hmm. After the election of Obama, it really upset the older white men, those are the major block, uh, mm -hmm. the Republican uh, uh, base right there. Right. And they feel as if, like you said, that the country was being taken over by blacks and browns, brown people. And it, Trump played off that deal. Right. Along with the uh, help of Putin, he won. Mm -hmm. Now, young whites, 18 and up, 18 and say 32, they're leaning towards the Democratic Party. Right, yeah. And they will be a part of uh, the power structure for the Democratic Party in order for us to take back Congress as well as the presidency. So now, but uh, Trump, 
he won. I imagine if you was to uh, uh, count up all of his voters, I mean, 30% of them maybe decent white people that just voted because they didn't like Hillary. But 70% of them, are, like you say, are white nationalist bigots. <laughs> and, I mean, you know, it's just right. like it is, and, you know, that's what it is. And uh, that's why you got Steve Bannon, because Steve Bannon mm -hmm. had a connection with that group. Oh, absolutely. Well, he he was he was heading up Breitbart. Exactly. <laughs> Breitbart was a platform uh, that supported Trump, largely. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And backed by the Mercer family, backed by Robert right. Mercer. Yeah, right. who who are, who are some of the early and they were some of the main financiers of the Trump campaign. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And uh, there you have it in a nutshell. It's not very difficult if you was to look at it. But like the young lady said earlier on the show. Uh, you got to study and know your history before you step out there, because if you don't know, you know, you can't really make no call, really. Right. And uh, so I, this is my first time listening at your show and the first time calling. I okay. Interesting, and I will be tuning in in the future. Okay, man, and be sure to come out to Nanny's Knowledge Cafe Sunday, May 6th, 2 p.m. to uh, 6 yeah, Nandy's Knowledge Cafe, N-A-N-D-I, apostrophe S, 71 Oakman Avenue in Highland Park. Yeah, right off of uh, Hamilton. Okay, thanks for calling. All right, you too. Okay, yeah, visit our website, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. Um, we have the information there about the presentation that I'm doing uh, at Nandy's Knowledge Cafe. Okay, uh, I want to go to this clip here, and then we'll go back to the phone lines. So this morning on, um, and let me see, we'll bring this back up here. Uh, this morning on Politics Nation, uh, MSNBC, Reverend Al Sharpton uh, interviewed uh, Attorney Benjamin Crump as well as Chakesia Clements, okay? Um, and this dealt with the Waffle House uh, incident. So we know that um, um, Benjamin Crump, Attorney Benjamin Crump, is representing uh, Chakesia Clemens. There was a press conference held uh, this past Wednesday, okay, this past Wednesday, uh, I think that was um, April 25th, I think that was Wednesday, and uh, some new information, uh, uh, Attorney Benjamin Crump brought out some new information. In the photocopy statements, uh, one woman uh, said that a Waffle House employee told Chakesia Clemens that she should, quote-unquote, know her place, know your place, Okay, which Attorney Benjamin Crump believed had racial overtones. All right. Now, uh, at the press conference, he stood alongside Jakesia Clemens' uh, mother and presented new witness testimony that contradicted Sarah Land Police Department's version of events. Okay, contradicted their version of events. Now, both witnesses said in their statements uh, that Jakesia uh, Clemens, 25 years old, did not appear to be drunk and was speaking clearly and concisely before and after officers arrived. They also said that police officers entered the premises um, and went for her, uh, Chakesia Clemens immediately before slamming her to the floor, uh, threatening to break her arm and then arresting her. Okay, So these are uh, new witnesses that um, uh, Attorney Benjamin Crump has interviewed, but the police did not talk about their uh, account of what happened contradicts the Sarah Land Police Department. Now, both statements uh, both statements also agreed that no person mentioned a weapon, which was previously claimed by witnesses. Okay, so I want to go to um, 
uh, let's see. I want to go to this uh, clip from uh, Politics Nation uh, this morning on, let's see, we'll, we'll, we'll cue that up again. Uh, this morning on MSNBC. Okay, we'll go, we'll, we'll have it up in just a minute here. Okay, uh, so one of the women in her statement said, I would have promptly left if there had been a mention of a weapon. I would have promptly left if there had been a mention of a weapon. The, the, uh, the two white women said that they did not come forward as the arrest was being made because they were afraid of the aggression being used by the officers, okay? Uh, the two white women said they did not come forward because they were afraid of the aggression uh, being used by the uh, officers. All right, so let's see here. If we have... Um just a second. We'll come this. Uh, okay, we'll get this up here in just a minute. There's a problem with uh, this clip. It's not populating correctly. We'll get this corrected for you. Okay, so uh, Attorney Benjamin Crump in front of a crowd of around 50 African Americans this past Wednesday at the press conference um, that he and uh, 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 um, he, he said in front of this crowd that he had seen white murder, murderers treated with more respect than Chakesia Clemens and that the arresting officers should have established both sides of the story before immediately going after her. And this is something I said in my in the Facebook Live broadcast I did dealing with this. I did a, uh, maybe two or three of them this past week. So check that out at uh, uh, the African History Network on Facebook. Go to AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. And uh, you can uh, watch him there. Uh, uh, click on the, the uh, uh, banner for our YouTube channel. You can watch him there as well. Okay, let's go to this clip here. This is from uh, uh, This Morning Politics Nation, um, MSNBC. Let's go to this clip. As of this minute, President Trump still has yet to comment on the courage of... Okay, turn it up in here so they can get on Facebook, please. African-American man who disarmed the suspect... In the shooting that killed four people at the Waffle House restaurant in Tennessee earlier this week, given the optics of an unarmed black man neutralizing a well-armed white man in a pro-Trump state, this snub is not surprising. No, but it is telling turn, nonetheless turn that here. this president, famous for his attacking people of color on Twitter, has not taken the time to celebrate Shaw's bravery, despite much of the nation doing so. And in the aftermath of the Starbucks controversy earlier this month, and now the viral arrest of 25-year-old black woman, Shakisha Clemens, at an Alabama Waffle House last Sunday. Black America still cannot count on this White House for public reassurance, let alone policing reform. Joining me now is attorney Benjamin Crump and his client, Shakisha Clemens. Shakisha, let, let, let me go to you first. Uh, I know you can't talk a lot about the incident because at, you were charged and you're still facing that. But first and foremost, how are you doing after this attack that the whole nation saw? How, how are you feeling? How are you doing? Well, you know, I'm just taking it day by day. Um, it's just so hard on me. I can't eat. I can't sleep. I'm constantly crying. 
Um, I have a six-year-old daughter I'm trying to be strong for, so she sees me crying. She starts to cry, so it's just very hard on me at the time right now. After going through this, being, you know, uh, humiliated in the way that we saw with the film, Body Exposed and all, what message do you have to people around the country that have come to, to stand up for you and stand up for your dignity that are watching you this morning without getting into the details of your case, what message would you say to America this morning from you, the person that has been treated in this way that we saw on the video? Um, what I would like to say is I'm so appreciative of the love and the support that you guys are offering and have been giving me. Um, I just want to ask that you guys, you know, continue to be behind me, continue to stand behind me as we fight for justice for me. And I thank you guys so much. Now, you know, uh, Attorney Crump, uh, I, I will be in Mobile with you on uh, Mobile, Alabama this Tuesday with Shakisha and her mother and others, because we're hearing that there is a widespread of complaints about the Mobile Police Department and some of what's been going on in Waffle Houses and other places, and we're going to have a town hall to let people come forward and tell us about it, and I'll be glad to join you there Tuesday night. But let me ask you what you can share with people around the country of what we saw in that viral, as much as you can share with us. Give us the background of what caused this, uh, and, and I, I, in my opinion, nothing justifies it, but what brought this about? Yes, sir, uh, Reverend Allen. Thank you so much for coming to Sarah Land, Alabama, where it happened, which is a suburb outside of Mobile. This all took place because Shakisha and her friends were at the Waffle House, and they asked for plastic utensils because they didn't want the metal utensils. They wanted to use plastic utensils that they knew were clean and sterilized. The waitress then said, well, it's going to be 50 cents each in a very hostile manner. And they said, we had never been charged for plastic utensils before. So there was some banner back and forth. And over that uh, argument, then Shakisha said, well, can I have the corporate phone number? Because we think that you're mistreating us. We think you're discriminating against us. And from there, the waitress yelled at them and called the police on them and so they are trying okay uh it's buffering so we'll get this going again for you in just a second so uh this is from uh this morning politics nation um reverend al sharpton msnbc okay uh on racism in the trump era on racism in the trump era and that was um, attorney benjamin crump uh, talking about uh, the case of Jakesia Clemens in, at the Waffle House, Waffle House in Sarah Land, uh, Alabama. We've all seen the viral video. Uh, I talked about this briefly last Sunday. Uh, it took place early Sunday morning, uh, April 22nd, uh, 2018. Okay, uh, so we'll, we'll try to get that uh, going for you again. Let's go back to the phone lines. Let's go to Ray. Uh, I'm sorry. Let's go to uh, let's go. Yeah, let's go to Ray uh, line one. Ray, welcome to the African History Network show. Thanks, thanks for holding. Uh, tell us which city you're calling from. Uh, it's in the Whittier. You know where that's at? No, which city are you calling from? Detroit. Oh, Detroit. Okay, go ahead. Um, um, you're a very knowledgeable person. 
Thank you. Well, you have a you have a lot of hate. Now, I mean, it's almost you can't breathe that you hate so much. But that's, I, don't, I don't have any I hate. I just hate white supremacy and racism. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't have any hate. You you you, you confuse me understanding history with hatred. There's no fight. There's no fight here. In one year, is there more black people working in the United States than all of eight years of Obama? Yes or no? No, that's not true. We're going to come to that in just a minute because your information is wrong on that. Okay, so stay tuned and you can call back in. Thanks for calling. Let's go to Michelle uh, quickly. Uh, hey, Michelle, thanks for holding. Tell us which city you're calling from, Michelle. Carolina. Okay, South Carolina. Go ahead. Um, Go ahead. Thanks for holding. Yes. Okay. Thank you, my brother, Phi Beta Sigma Incorporated. Yes. <laughs> uh, in regards to um, our treatment, I, I, it won't change. Just as I saw part of that from um, Politics Nation this morning. Yeah. And the laws won't change the heart. So if there are lawmakers with heart, yes, it would change. But other than that, it, it won't. And I'll... Uh well, also what has to happen is that well, also also what has to change, and I'll let you go ahead and finish, is the depiction of African Americans in the media. See, because I've been studying media for 26 years, and what you read, see, and hear affects the way you think, feel, act, and behave. Okay? And, and, when, and when you have white supremacist organizations like Fox News that consistently lies on a daily basis and misinforms people, okay, you get people calling in with this nonsense, all right, not you but other people, okay. So go ahead and finish your thoughts, and I'm going to go back to this clip. Oh, okay. Um, that was pretty much it in regard to, to people, and, and you're right about the propaganda. Um, it's not only in the, once they see it on TV, it, it's, ingrained from their parents and grandparents and what they taught them in regards to white supremacy. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, absolutely. Enjoy your, and enjoy your daughter. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. How is she? Oh, she's trying. She's running all over the place. Man, she's 14 months old. She's oh, right. She's right. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. So. Wow. Wow. She's all right. On. I enjoy talking to you, my brother. All right. Thank you, sister. Thanks, Michelle. Yeah, okay. Bye. All right. So she's down there. I think she said South Carolina, South Carolina, first state to succeed from the Union. And then South Carolina, we know in 2015, finally took down that Confederate battle flag that was on uh, uh, the state uh, capital property. Imagine that. Took, only took nine African Americans to be killed <laughs> for them to take down the Confederate battle flag. Okay. All right. Let's see. We got this. Uh, we got this queued back up here from Politics Nation. Let's go back. Uh, let's go back to this clip. That night, that said what the waitress did, and more importantly, what the Saraland police did, Reverend was just unacceptable. They threatened her, they assaulted her, they body slammed this unarmed black woman, they choked her, they told her they were going to break her arm. It was a gross violation of her civil and human rights, and this we must defend. We have to stand with her. No doubt, and if that video hadn't been there, they probably would have been saying none of this happened. Uh, let's bring in Jamil Smith, senior writer for Rolling Stone magazine. He's in Montgomery, Alabama. Jamil, I mean, when we saw this video, uh, I mean, it was an outrage. It, it, it's almost an understatement. And you were down in Montgomery uh, 
covering the opening of the uh, museum about lynching, which we covered on this show last uh, Sunday. And here we are right down the road from where the museum's opening, and we see people of color, a black woman treated in this way, no matter what led up to it, how do you drag and humiliate and threaten and expose the breast of a black woman in 2018 and get away with that? Well, I think, Reverend, what we're seeing here, of course, is you know simply an evolution of what's being memorialized here in Montgomery. When you go into the memorial, one of the things you'll see is a listing of different deaths, you know, different murders uh, that happened, and the, it really the reasons, the justifications that were given for those murders, and some of them are as meaning, you know, meaningless as you know, speaking, you know, out of turn to a white woman, or uh, you know, simply asking for a shovel returned uh, after a job, things like that were used as justification for the murder of black people in this country. And what we've seen now is what Brian Stevenson here, the uh, director of the Equal Justice Initiative that created these, uh, this memorial and museum, would probably say is that we've seen an evolution of that behavior. While white spaces are not policed, usually by police now, you know, with murder all the time, they are policed with the kind of behavior that we saw with Shakesia Clemens, where we have you know, simply uh, utter disregard for the safety and dignity of black people and all over what? It seems plastic utensils. And so you know, we're seeing that, the, that the very, very minimum. Yeah, we're seeing the very minimum justification for this kind of brutality. And we're seeing now, as Ms. Clemens has described, the, the effects of it. I think that, you know, that, that that's the real point, Attorney uh, Crump. We're talking about over utensils. And you know, I, I, I'm from the North, but I spent some time in the South. I've never heard of paying for utensils at a Waffle House. And back in my old uh, bad eating uh, days, I would eat at Waffle House. But whether that's the case or not, uh, I mean, what are we talking about? That human life, human bodies uh, uh, can be treated in that way over a 50 cent that you want to try to rightfully or wrongfully charge over a fork or a knife. And this, again, I think Jamil is right, is an evolution from the day that we were considered property. So now we're less yes. than utensils at a Waffle House in terms of our bodies being respected. Exactly, Reverend Al, and this harkens back to the Civil Rights Act of 1964 with Title II uh, prohibiting discrimination in public accommodations. We thought we had fought that war and won it against Jim Crow, but now we have Jim Crow Jr. and Starbucks is more sophisticated after two minutes where the rules are different for a young black man. You can't sit there and get free Wi-Fi. Okay, so we're going to pause it there for the sake of time. Check this out, msnbc.com. It's called On Racism in the Trump Era. We'll post this at our fan page, the African History Network. Uh, it's from April 29th, Politics Nation. we got to get to this clip here. My man Roland Martin was on... Um, he was on Belshian Rule this past uh, this past week. Uh, I think it was Thursday. I don't remember which day. And he talked about uh, uh, Trump. Uh, he talked about uh, African-American unemployment. And uh, Trump uh, keep lying about the unemployment rate. Now, keep in mind, during the election campaign, Trump said the unemployment rate numbers were false. He said they were false. 
Now the same unemployment numbers from the Bureau of Labor Statistics, now that under his presidency, now he wants to claim them. Oh, these are, these, these are true. They were calculated the same way under President Obama. All right? So let's deal with this. I hope you all take notes. So when people call in with this nonsense, lying, right, or misinformed, whichever one it is, we can correct them. Let's go to this. Easy Belshi rule uh, in front of you on MSNBC. President Trump used a question about the rapper Kanye West to repeat a familiar talking point this morning. Listen. Kanye looks and he sees black unemployment at the lowest it's been in the history of our country. He sees that stuff and he's smart. And he says, you know what? Trump is doing a much better job than the Democrats did. Chief Labor Economist Kanye West. All right, let's take a look at the uh, numbers for fact's sake. African-American unemployment hit its peak for the decade in March of 2010, 16.8%. Little surprise here, the country was in the middle of a recession, and uh, when their unemployment rates are high, black unemployment in America tends to be substantially higher. Uh, to the president's credit, African-American unemployment hit its lowest point for the decade under Trump in December of last year. It hit a low of 6.8% down an entire 10 points from its peak, but come January of this year, it shot back up almost a full point to 7.7%. It's finally settled down at 6.9% for the past two months. Not quite the lowest point, but very, very close. Here is the important part. How many times can we tell you this? This is the overall unemployment rate in America. I always make reference to uh, March 9th, 2009. That was the worst of the recession. Take a look at this. This was the recession, lots and lots of unemployment, getting to 10%, and then wee all the way down here and this is when the Trump administration started in fact you even see it leveling out around here Donald Trump can't take credit for this this has been the direction since long before Donald Trump took office despite what the president would have you believe and he keeps on saying it his policies are doing very little to help things along which is why for instance he likely won't take credit if unemployment begins to tick back up and I should also note that black unemployment is still well above the national average alright for more on this let's bring in Roland Martin TV host of uh, uh, and managing editor of TV one one more point quickly yeah. so the president lied he li he's lying to the audience he's lying to the American people and I'm reading our colleague here Hugh Hewitt saying, listening to real Donald Trump having fun and swinging from the hips on Fox and Friends, wondering why he hasn't been doing this more. This works. He's the best promoter of his own he record. And people. Is. Hugh Hewitt, as a fellow journalist, he is the best promoter and salesperson. Are you telling us it's a great idea that the president lies and he should do it more often? But on Call the him. issue of black unemployment, Roland Martin, here's the thing. This is one of those areas. It's funny because the president lies outright sometimes. This is just one of those things he's taking weird credit for that he shouldn't. I don't know. What do you, what do you think of that, Roland? Well, very simple. This is a guy who uh, somehow ended up on third base walking into the White House and he thinks he hit a triple when in fact, no, President Barack Obama literally handed him uh, an, an economy that was on the rebound. And in fact, this is the same economy that Trump was constantly trashing yep. uh, during this presidential campaign. Uh, the fact of the matter is, uh, we, you got that number 6.8%, but here's the other deal. If you look at from 2010 to that period, uh, that's actually the lowest is a downturn in terms of you say compare from one year yep. uh, to the other. Yes. Uh, you saw 1%, 2% in terms of 
annual drops under President Barack Obama. So actually, uh, the decrease of the black unemployment rate has slowed under Donald Trump under President Barack Obama. But here's what you also are not going to hear Donald Trump talk about. You're not going to hear him deal with the fact that the black unemployment rate is double that of white Americans. That's still a huge issue in this country. Also, he talks about his policies. Here's what you will not hear him talk about. In 2019, according to his budget, uh, his they want to get rid of completely the Minority Business Development Agency, which is the only federal agency tasked with increasing competitiveness among minority-owned businesses. They want to wipe it out completely. Also, I talked to um, the folks who deal with this here. Uh, you had uh, something else that changed, and that is another federal agency that drove resources to black-owned businesses uh, that dealt with transportation. And so Trump has a policy, has a program of policies that are not benefiting African Americans, but he wants to take credit. Mm -hmm. Why don't he deal with those issues? Deal with the fact that according to the Economic Policy Institute, the black wealth, uh, average black wealth is $17,409. Average white wealth of a family, $171,000. Why? Because of the home ownership rate. What hasn't rebounded under Trump? Yeah, black ownership, home black ownership okay, rate. So it's a lot of stuff economically we can talk about with African Americans that Donald Trump does not want to deal with, and Fox and Friends has no clue to even ask him. Next topic: uh, the one other person who can work up a media frenzy as well as President Trump is Kanye West. We know Kanye West came out in support of the president yesterday. We don't need to cover that, but what we do is Chance the Rapper tweeting somewhat in support. You could say. Black people don't have to be Democrats. What's your reaction? Well, first of all, that's true. First of all, well, first of all, it's true. Historically, African Americans actually, uh, after the Emancipation Proclamation, uh, all the way through, really, uh, even significant numbers when it came to Nixon versus Kennedy in 1960, uh, voted for Republicans. But the reality is, you had Barry Goldwater who ran in 1964 opposing the Civil Rights Act, and that caused black folks to say "Sanara," including Jackie Robinson, one of the most prominent uh, black Republicans. The reality is, uh, Republicans have also had a Southern strategy, and so the fact of the matter is, there are two parties in this country. Country. There's Republican and there's Democrat. And if you had to make a judgment who actually appeals to African Americans when it comes to policy, it's more than likely Democrats. I've long said Republicans could actually mm -hmm. make an effort to compete for black votes if they tried to. Unfortunately, they're scared of black people. They're the ones who are driving voter suppression. They're the ones who don't want to deal uh, with the issue of criminal justice reform. I can show you significant policies on the Donald Trump, his Department of Justice, that do not appeal to African Americans. So yes, chance is correct. He's not wrong, but, but black people are some of the most sophisticated voters in America and they're making a judgment. GOP, Democrat, if I had to pick, ain't going to be. I the will say I have talked to a few Republican members of Congress who are very into criminal justice reform and sentencing reform and things like that. So where's the there bill? are some people, that, maybe a couple weeks. No, where's like, the bill? I'm talking about. I think I've heard that there'll be a bill in a couple weeks. I may be wrong. No, it's not. It's a no, it's not. Senator Tom Cotton has been blocking that bill for the last three okay, years. Okay, well, you know what? They will not advance yeah. the bill. Let's focus on it. it. Our hearts and minds are open. And uh, when they do bring this bill forward, we're going to talk to you. Jared Kushner said he uh, Don't hold time. your breath, then you probably won't be here. All right, guess what? We're optimists over here. We'll see what happens. See you, Roland. Uh, all right. All right. So that was... <laughs> I sent Roland a text message on that one. I said, look, man, you hit a grand slam on that. Hit that out the park. So when these people call in, right, and talk about the African-American unemployment rates of lowest under Trump, they don't have their facts straight, Right. And it's not 6.8% anymore, it's 6.9%. The whole thing they have wrong, okay? 
And if you think you're going to, so, so don't call in here with that stupid nonsense. Unless you want to talk about the wealth gap, unless you want to talk about uh, all this other stuff going on, the reversals of policies under Trump, okay? Don't say, oh, he can reverse 100 policies that President Obama had in place, right? But as long as you have more jobs, it's all right. You're an idiot if you think that. Don't come at us with that nonsense, okay? And definitely don't come at me with that nonsense. You'll get embarrassed. Okay, so look, we got to get out of here. We have to make way for Pastor Mo. Everybody, be sure to come to Nandy's Knowledge Cafe, Sunday, May 6th, 2 p.m. to 6 p.m., 71 Oakman Avenue in Highland Park, Michigan, right off of Hamilton, uh, uh, Black Panther Analysis, African Culture, History, and Afrofuturism. And uh, I'll do another Facebook Live broadcast at midnight tonight. Um, try to get to some of these other topics we can get to. We have podcasts of these shows at AfricanHistoryNetwork.com, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com, audio podcast, and we put most of these videos on our YouTube channel. You can also find them on Facebook live, on Facebook at the African History Network under videos. All right, remember at the African History Network, we focus on educating and empowering and inspiring people of African descent throughout the diaspora and around the world because right now it's correct wrong behavior. It's not over till we win. Wakanda forever. We'll talk to you next week. Peace. All right, gotta get out of here. Okay, guys, I, I'm gonna do. Uh, I'll come back on at midnight from the office. We'll come back on at midnight and try to get to some more of these topics and some of your comments because we only have two hours here. It goes by quickly. Visit AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. You can uh, order the uh, Black Panther uh, eight DVD bundle pack. You can register for the uh, online courses. They're all on demand, so you can start watching as soon as you register. Okay, we'll talk to you next time. Peace.